Hi, I'm Jasmine Signorino. I'm currently Miss Central Irvine, USA, and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Hello, everyone. It's Adrian from the Pageant Project with you. My special guest for today is Jasmine Signorino, who is Miss Central Irvine, USA. Jasmine, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Now, just before we went live, I was asking Jasmine about what the weather was like in California, because for those of you who don't know, I am in Sydney, which is in Australia. So we're going into winter and I hate I hate winter. <laughs> Unfortunately, my birthday is in July. So for us, it's always in winter. Um, what's what's the weather been like for you over in California? Uh, for the past like two weeks, it's been really beautiful and sunny, but it's been a pretty cold winter for us. Well, I mean, cold in California terms. Yes, I'm not, I won't get you to repeat what you think of as cold because I think everyone <laughs> around the world has dealt with a lot worse. So are you a, a, safe to say that you're a summer person then, not a winter person? Oh, definitely. So what do you do to get you through the cold winter, so to speak, the, the cold in inverted commas? <laughs> How do you get through uh, the cold winter? Stay inside. <laughs> um, so, no, I dress warm, I guess, and try to pick indoor activities and don't stay out too late because then it just gets way too freezing for me. <laughs> So you've basically been living indoors for the past six months? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever traveled to anywhere that's colder than California, though? Like, uh, I don't know, pretty um, much anywhere else. <laughs> um, I've been to, like, Colorado and New York a few times um, in okay. the winter. So that's been pretty cold. And what did you think of that? Like, I, I know both of those places can get properly cold. So how did that make uh, yeah, you feel? Um. I was practically freezing my toes off, but, you know, just got to keep the fast pace walking, get to wherever we needed to go to get inside. So, okay. Safe to say that you're a summer person. Um, what, what do you like to do to keep busy in summer? Like you, so are you an outdoors person, different sports, going out walking, going out shopping? What's your, what's the thing that you've been missing most during the cold winter months? Mm. I think just getting outside and walking. I'm a huge walker. Um, I also enjoy doing some different like water sports, like wakeboarding and things like that. I really enjoy during the summer. Which one is wakeboarding? I, I forget. I'll get you to describe, <laughs> you describe um, it. It's essentially kind of like snowboarding, but on the water and like you're being pulled along by the boat. Right. Okay. Were you yeah. were you good at that the first time you tried it, or did you fall off a few times? I definitely fell off a few times, and I haven't been in a few years, um, but I really want to go back doing it this summer. Well, that sounds good. So, I mean, that's that's not a winter sport for yourself. You, you have no intention of doing that when it's cold outside? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Good to know. I, I, I don't know many people who prefer winter over summer. And um, anytime I do meet someone like that, I think there's something drastically wrong with them. But I guess to each <laughs> to each their own. Um, Jasmine, why don't we start? Well, let me preface this by saying um, Yvonne, Yvonne Wen um, yes. is a mutual acquaintance of ours. So how do you know Yvonne, who at the moment is Miss Teen, California, Earth, USA? I'm trying to remember yeah. now. Sorry, Yvonne, if I got that wrong. But how did you uh, cross paths with uh, Yvonne? Yeah, so we originally met a few years ago at a local pageant. Uh, we had a mutual coach and we met there and then we lost touch for a while and we got reconnected this past year at Miss California Teen USA. And I reached out to her after the pageant and just let her know if she needed any help with her nonprofit, that mm. I'm always here and just if she, just to reach out if she ever needed help. Yeah, I think her nonprofit um, just celebrated its first. Was it her first birthday? You you might know. And then she yeah. just celebrated her twentieth. <laughs> is she celebrating? It's a twenty now that she is. I think she's yes. in Hawaii as we speak. I I, she I saw is. her story. Okay, yeah. I saw. As I said, I, we're going into winter, and the last thing I need to see is photos of Hawaii. So thank you for that, Yvonne. <laughs> um, but why don't you tell the people watching or listening how you got into the crazy world of pageantry to begin with? Yeah, I basically grew up in pageantry all my life. My mom competed in a couple of pageants before I was born. And so I kind of grew up watching Miss Universe every year, having my little pen and paper, writing my list down of who I thought was going to win. And I held like many pageants in my living room. I mean, of course, I always won in those, but I might, might have been a little biased. Um, so my mom... To seeing that love for pageants she put me in my first one when I was 10 and I just mm -hmm. kind of took off from there and haven't really stopped you said you had your pen and paper and you were making get, guessing the hot picks I think they call them now yeah how ac how accurate were your hot picks because I think it's really funny people call themselves pageant critics and their hot picks are like they're batting at like 10 percent or five percent <laughs> if they're if they're lucky yeah. how were your hot picks I definitely think my hot picks are a little bit better now because back okay. then I was just kind of like basing it off of, I mean, I don't even remember what I remember <laughs> one year. <laughs> I remember one year, my sister actually guessed the winner of the entire competition straight off the bat. It was wow. the year that Angola won. She was the first girl to step out on stage. And my little sister was like, that's my winner. And she didn't wow, write okay. anybody else's name down. That's the only person that she wanted on her list. Was that just a lucky guess? Probably. I mean, she was like six at the time. So she was probably like yeah, okay. first person out. Like, okay, I'm yeah. done now. I mean, yeah, you probably need to see the other contestants before you can actually make a <laughs> make a hot pick. Um, you said your mom competed um, before you were born. So have yeah. you and her ever talked about maybe how pageants were back when she was competing and how pageants have changed because obviously back when she was competing there wasn't there wouldn't have been such a thing as social media for example yeah um i don't know if we've ever gotten into that kinds of conversations um before i mean yeah i don't think we've had those conversations i mean she's obviously been a huge supporter and help in like training me to compete um but we haven't really sat down and talked about the differences but that's definitely something we should do I'd be I'd be curious to to hear her thoughts because obviously pageantry has changed a lot, especially 
with social media. Um, what what pageants have you competed in so far? So obviously you're now Miss Central Irvine USA. And from my understanding, this mm -hmm. is the first time you'll be competing as a Miss. Yes. So that's a <laughs> sizable step up for yourself. But what pageants have you competed in so far leading up to Miss, Miss California USA? Um, so I competed in a few like locals or regional pageants as a teen like three years ago and then I spent the past three years competing at Miss California Teen USA and unfortunately I just aged out so this year I'll be competing as a Miss which I'm super excited for. Are you one of the teens who wanted to stay a teen or are you one of those teens who couldn't wait to, to try a hand at the Miss section? I think I'm more of like a live in the moment type person so when I was a teen I was super excited to compete as a teen and like just gain that experience but this past year when i was competing i one of the biggest critiques that i got from my coaches and also a ton of people in the audience was that i just looked too of much of a miss competitor to be competing as a teen yeah do you ever know what that what that means so does that mean like you're because I've, I've had several teens who've been told basically that they they seem too grown up they seem too mature and I'm never sure. Yeah. And that's, it's all often a reflection from their interview because they speak very well. And mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm just not sure how to take that comment because it's like, well, what do you want the girls to do? Say like, 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 and ums and ahs yeah. and just talk about it's, it's a bit confusing for me, but what, so were you mm -hmm. told that basically you look too mature to be mm -hmm. in teens? So we need to get you in a miss section. <laughs> yeah. I think mostly it was my on stage since I have been like, kind of like preparing for patents my whole life I have a very mature or like Miss Universe-esque walk and like okay. aura about me when I'm on stage so I definitely radiate and give off more Miss energy when I'm on stage than I do teen and I think in interview I'm more I've always been a person who connects better with adults so I kind mm -hmm. of treat interview like more maturely and like less bubbly than a teen would I guess and yep. so I've always been told, like, you should compete as a miss. So I've just been grateful for my time as a teen, but now I'm ready to compete and kind of get my footing in the miss section. So now that you're lining up for run at the miss section, how, how are the nerves? I guess, first off, when is the competition? It's in five weeks. So June 16th through the 18th. Okay, so how are the nerves at this stage? Excited? Nervous? Oh, I'm so excited. Both? I I am so excited. I As of right now, I don't have any nerves because uh, going okay. into this year, I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to go and have fun. It's my first year as a Miss. I'm just going to like get my feet in the water, like test it out, get my footing. Um, just no stress. Go and have fun. Be me. What's the part that you most look forward to in general? I mean, in the, obviously, you, you get to meet meet the girls competing, and I'm assuming mm -hmm. that you'll reconnect with some people that you've met before. But in terms of the competition, which is your favorite component? Gown. I love being on stage, and I love um, just wearing a gown that makes me feel elegant and beautiful and just... I don't, I feel like I come alive on stage and I've been told that by many other people, like 
I just shine on stage. That's where I really do my best. And that's always where uh, it, you can see it in my scores too. When I get those back, I always get the highest place in gown just because I feel so confident and it's my favorite part of the competition. Where did that love for being on stage come from? I, I ask because there are some women who are petrified of ever getting on stage. <laughs> And you, you don't seem to be one. So have you always had that love of stage or did it come from competing in pageants over the years? Um, I think I've always had it. I mean, in elementary school, we always did those like plays and like musical type stuff. And like, I was the person that was like, I want the biggest role. I want the most lines. I want to be on stage right. as much as possible. And then going out that continued out throughout middle school, doing choir and stuff. And then I was a competitive dancer in high school and that just got me even more comfortable being on stage and so i think that love like of being on stage and especially in front of a camera has always been there i was going to ask how you worked on your walk because a lot of girls everyone wants to perfect their walk or make mm -hmm. their walk better and i always think that you competitive dancers have an have an unfair leg up because you, you know how <laughs> to move your body you know how certain things look um what what sort of work have you put into your walk i mean you mentioned that being on stage is your favorite component particularly yeah. gown so um did the walking part come naturally to you as someone who's danced before uh 100% i mean me and my mom have this running joke that I learned how to walk in heels before I learned how to walk regularly because I've been wearing her passion heels since I was like three. And so right. I have always been perfecting my walk. And one of the biggest ways I do so is like I also watch other competitors and I see uh, like those critiques that I have for other competitors, like and what I see that I like and dislike and kind of like add it to my own walk. And just walking in front of a mirror or right. just video recording myself and like making those little tweaks. Do you run in your heels? Can you run in your heels? That was a thing during the pandemic. Yeah. I saw all these TikToks of girls showing how they could <laughs> run in heels. Did you do yes. one of those? Um, I didn't film a video, but I can definitely run in heels. I That is the only time I will ever run. I won't run any other time unless I'm in heels. Because you got to learn how to get okay. from the dressing room to the stage fast. Yeah. And so, yeah, I learned how to run in heels, but I won't run any other time. It's a big no for me. So when you say you can run in heels, and first off, I look at it and I'm just worried about your ankles, but do you mm -hmm. actually run or is it that funny that a quick like penguin stutter step as you're running from no, I am, room to I am stage? sprinting I am running you will just see me like a blur I'll just be a blur running past I think that should be your on-stage talent if there was one just watch you running across <laughs> stage as fast as you can in your heels um when it comes to walk do you do you have I mean like for example Catriona Gray I think had the the lava walk or whatever mm -hmm. they called it so when you're putting together the choreography for your walk, how do you mm -hmm. how do you do that? Do you have names for certain parts? Are there certain aspects that you work on and you go, I want to incorporate this? Do you have to look at the stage first and then decide how you're going to walk? Yeah, I there's a few factors for me. One is stage because I've had stages where it's like a long runway stage. And I've also had ones where yeah. they're like horizontal stages where you have to walk uh, side to side instead of front to back. And then it also depends on the gown or sportswear that I was wearing now, swimsuit. Um, yeah. So that all goes into it. 
And I kind of like wait till last minute because I don't want to be too rehearsed. I'm the type of person that if I have a set plan and then I don't do that plan, then I'm like, oh, that was so bad. And I get tripped up. So I'm kind of like what I feel in the moment and what goes with the gown and also the stage. What about um, if someone's watching this and they are a terrible walker? They didn't, they're not, well, not a terrible walker, but they, let's say they haven't had the <laughs> dancing experience that you've had and they're petrified of going on stage. Maybe it's their first pageant and um, they're yeah. worried about how to do the walk. Where, mm-hmm. if you were coaching them, where, mm-hmm. where would you begin? What advice would you give a complete beginner? A complete beginner? Okay, well, one of my biggest pet peeves is bent knees. I cannot deal with the bent knees, like, at all. So I will, first and foremost, tell them the posture is everything. Like, being upright, the shoulders back, present yourself, and fake it till you make it. If you don't feel confident, just act like you're confident because the confidence comes with just practice and being on stage. And to be honest, most of the time when you hit that stage, you kind of just forget about everything else and you live in the moment. Um, But like I said, those straight knees, those are a big thing for me. I cannot handle when girls do not straighten their knees when they're walking. They walk with bent. How do you walk with bent knees and heels? Wouldn't you just fall flat on your face? (laughs) They do like, my mom, this might sound kind of bad, but my mom likes to call it a giraffe walk. So they kind of look like baby giraffes (laughs) with their bent knees. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so no baby giraffes on stage. I, I just saw um, on Instagram, someone posted up an absolutely terrible walk. I don't know. I, th- I think it was from an overseas pageant and this girl was walking down the stage and slapping herself as she was it was all kinds of terrible <laughs> terrible i just saw <laughs> that video this morning too i don't I know what what laughing. went so what what do you think i mean that was memorable probably not in any sort of a good way yeah so what what do you think of a walk like that so obviously i i imagine that girl's gone well this is my five seconds of fame and i want to go viral and even if i don't win the pageant at least people will remember yes. me but when you look at a walk like that, is any part of that like, yes, I would have advised someone to do that? Or is it just like, what on earth are you thinking, girl? Um, well, I mean, coaches and other girls can do as much as they can. But if a competitor has a plan or a mindset, they're going to do what they want to do, like, regardless of what their coach tells them to do. So if that competitor really wanted to <laughs> just have that like viral moment, she's going to get that viral moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure she'd want a viral moment for that reason, though. I, I imagine your walk is not going to look anything like that one, hopefully, no. on stage. <laughs> how how long, um, in terms of prep, so obviously you are, it seems like you're a natural on stage. So when it comes to preparing for pageant and making sure that you're as ready as you can be, do you still have to work really hard on your walk? Or at this stage, is it something that you can more go, I know how to walk, I just need to see the stage and then I'll put it together on the day? Um, for the walking aspect, pr- that's pretty much um, yeah. my thought process. I mean, I love walking in heels, so I'll just practice it for fun. But for me, a lot of my prep um, more lies so towards interview mm-hmm. and on stage question because I'm the type I have like really good opinions and strong beliefs. I just have trouble putting them into sentences and like being efficient and effective with my answers and getting everything out that I need to in a timely manner. 
So that's where a lot of my prep has gone into the past couple of years. Um, But yeah, and of course, um, being both mentally and physically healthy is also another huge aspect that's important to me as well. Yeah, I, I think given I don't know how long you guys get given for your interview. I mean, normally it could be it could be like two minutes or three minutes. And um, having an opinion is one thing, but trying to answer as many questions as you can in three minutes, two minutes, mm-hmm. four minutes, five, whatever it is, can definitely be a challenge. Um, what what has your journey been like? So if I take you back to maybe not when you first competed, because you're at the mm-hmm. age of ten, but take you back to before the first time you competed in Miss Teen California to now tell me what your growth has been like how have you changed as a person i i've gained so much incredible tenacity and just being able to get back up you know that resilience going into my first year at competing at miss california teen usa i was coming off of a three-time losing streak at locals and i kept losing to the same girl over and over again and she was going to be there at the state pageant i was competing against her and so i was just going in and hoping to do my best and that year i placed top five and that was so like baffling to me i was just so incredibly thankful and like honored that the judges um saw me and uh, like respected like how much work that i put into that And so I've taken every year that I haven't won just as motivation for the next year. And like, okay, after the pageant, I literally, the pageant ends on Sunday, Monday morning, I'm waking up, like, let's go, let's get ready for next year. What can I do better? I'm like, I would walk into the living room. I'd tell my mom, I'd be like, okay, I'm ready for next year. Let's go. So there's no, there's no downtime. It's straight to planning for the, Mm -hmm. for the next year's competition. Yeah. So what, what did you pick up from that time when you placed top five and Mm -hmm. by the sounds of it, you weren't expecting it. What were some of the big takeaways or lessons that you learned from that? I think just believing in myself and like not looking or worried about other competitors. I was that first year I was kind of like focused on, well, this girl like beat me in locals and like all that other stuff. And I realized that you can look around at other competitors and appreciate their hard work, but that doesn't discredit your own hard work or how like good and like how like much work you put into it too. And you like never really know like different day, different judge, different outcome. 100%. Uh, I'm just thinking in terms of timeline, obviously you're, you're 20 now, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And we had a small thing called the COVID pandemic. Um, now you would have been in school, I imagine during that time and also being a competitive dancer, I've interviewed, um, people who were at school and were competitive dancers during the pandemic and being in school was difficult because you basically didn't go to school. And then being a dancer was even more difficult because you couldn't go to dance studios and you guys love to move your bodies and suddenly we were all locked indoors and we couldn't go anywhere. And you yeah. mentioned resilience. So I just want to ask the pandemic, how was it for yourself? I, I'm i probably one of the few people that I needed the pandemic. That was such a blessing for me. Uh, before the pandemic for two years straight i was up at 6 a.m not getting home till like midnight and i was a competitive dancer doing school pageants 
like all of this other stuff. And like, I really had no time to just rest and kind of like restore my body. And so I was so incredibly grateful for the pandemic because it taught me to just like slow down and really appreciate like all of like the little moments. And I got to spend a lot more time with my parents because like I really never got to see them before. And so we spent a lot of time together just like working out together, watching TV, like finding new hobbies to do that we could do during COVID. Was it difficult when things sort of went back to normal to not immediately load your plate up again with everything? Um, For me, no. I kind of at that point learned how to kind of balance my life, learn how to say no to some things because I'm a big people pleaser. So I used to be able to never say no. Um, so I learned how to just balance and listen to my body and my mind and know when I just needed to like take a rest, take a step back from things and when I was good enough to do others. And has California basically returned to normal? Because there's some places in the world, for example, Japan is only just now sort of going back to normal, whereas other places went back to normal seemingly a long, long, long time ago. So mm -hmm. how is California in that regard? I'd say we're pretty much back to normal now. I think we got back to almost 100% normal back in January when a lot of the colleges uh, lifted the restriction on vaccine requirements to be able mm -hmm. to go on campus that was kind of like the well for in my life that was kind of like the last little milestone before going back to complete normalcy sure um so what do you do so outside of the pageant do you have and everything else you do what sort of advocacies are closest to your heart so you're going to be competing in five weeks or thereabouts yes. um and if, if you were to look back at this let's say in 10 years from now what would you have most like to be remembered for i think for me one of my biggest impacts that i want to do right now is making a change in the mental health within the entertainment industry a lot of people talk about mental health, but a lot of people don't talk about combining it to the entertainment industry, like models, actors, and actresses. You are all the time like going to castings and putting yourself out there only to get rejected so many times. And I think that's what I want to do. I want to go in and help these people who are either new or old in the industry and help them learn how to have a healthy mindset when going to all these castings and all of this time that they're being told no or like having shut doors on their face because mm. that's something that not a lot of people have focused on is that like little niche in the mental health like movement that we've been on in the past couple of years. I like, I like the sound of that because yes, a lot of people have spoken about mental health, but I think it's always more useful to talk about sort of practical solutions within particular people's lives. Um, I mean, in the acting and entertainment industry, which is obviously huge where you're at, I mean, the stereotype is, you know, wannabe actress um, working at a cafe part-time, and then obviously you have minimum wage and things like that, which isn't a lot in America. Um, but in terms of rejection, 
how many how many no's are we talking about? Because in, in my estimation, a lot of people, no one likes being rejected. At least I don't yeah. think so. But it's, <laughs> it seems to me like not only, in, I mean, in pageantry is a good case in point because pageantry, mm-hmm. you know, you put your best out there and sometimes it's you're just not picked and that can be mm-hmm. difficult. But the entertainment industry has got to be the same thing. I imagine you have a hundred models, a thousand models casting for one thing, whether mm-hmm. it's Sports Illustrated or something like that. And then, you know, for the next Hollywood blockbuster or the next next Netflix series, same thing. So in terms of rejection, I mean, how have you learned to deal with it? Yeah, I mean, you definitely get told no more than you get told yes. But I coined this motto and it's one that I have spoken about. And it's a big part of my uh, workshop that I do with Yvonne at her um, model workshops. It's every no is one step closer to your yes, and it only takes one yes to change your life. And that's kind of what I always like to remember. Every time I get told no, or every time there's a shut door in my face, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do better for next time? What can I tweak here? What can I tweak there? And also a lot of the times, both in modeling and in acting, the agents go into it kind of knowing what they're looking for. You just Mm -hmm. might not be what they're looking for on that day. But you never know if you gave up, you could have prematurely stopped that yes from happening because you gave into the no's. Is it ever difficult, whether it's in pageants or modeling or acting, is it ever difficult to balance sort of going, okay, well, they just, the person I, they were looking for, it just wasn't me, so that's okay, versus mm-hmm. is there something that I could have done better because i gotta i gotta think that's a difficult part because when you get rejected which no one likes the temptation is always to go well why was i rejected and then you go if you're anything like me you start going okay well i need to get better at a b c d whatever it is but then sometimes as you said they're simply not looking for they're looking for someone else whether it's blonde Mm -hmm. brunette or someone like that is it difficult to balance those two sides um i think it's all about learning how to do it It's definitely not easy. It didn't come easy for me, like at all. Like I said, in the beginning, I was focused on like everybody else and like what they brought to the table. And like, I wasn't recognizing what I brought to the table too. Mm. I think it's just finding that like confidence in yourself and knowing, no, what I brought to the table was good. Maybe it just wasn't what they're looking for. Maybe I can just tweak it a little bit here and there. Um, I also, one of the, like I told you earlier, I get up the next morning, I'm like, okay, what's next? Because I've noticed when you kind of like dwell and sit into that mm-hmm. no, that's when you kind of like it festers and it just grows. And that's when you fall into that downward spiral. So if you like just keep pushing forward, keep moving forward, you kind of like don't fall into that runt. And that's what I, that's what I like trying to do. So you've gotten better at dealing with rejection then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's an important point because I think when, I mean, pageantry, again, is a good case. If you if you don't get to win your title, some people can think about it or, as you said, fester on it mm-hmm. for months or maybe even longer and become very, very resentful. And I don't think that helps anyone. I think the best thing to do is to pick yourself up and move on and just improve in the ways that you can. Um, obviously, you're you're young. Have you given any thought to where you see yourself in 
a year from now, five years from now, God forbid, 10 years from now, you'll be 30. Mm. <laughs> um, I definitely, I have goals, but I try and, like I said earlier, I try not to set very specific goals or standards for myself because then if I don't reach them, then I'm disappointed. So I kind of have like big goals that I want to achieve and like just reaching those, like I definitely want to get more into different acting roles and more into mm -hmm. modeling but there's nothing like super specific I have planned because then if I don't reach those I don't want that disappointment so I just kind of like well what is for me will come to me and till then I just work towards those big goals that I have and your pageant is in five weeks so is everything yeah. prepped and good to go yeah yes it is <laughs> Yeah. Um, perfect. Well, just before we get to the final 10 questions, is there anyone that you'd like to give a shout out to for supporting you along your journey? I think my parents are my biggest ones. They're such amazing supporters in pageants. They're always like, well, we're going to support you in whatever you want to do. Of course, my mom doing pageants before me, she was very open to it, but I know a lot of girls don't get that support from their parents mm. and I'm just so incredibly thankful for all of their time, effort and financial help that they've been able to give me. I cannot say thank you enough to them and how much that they've sacrificed for me to be able to do that. And also my little sister, she's just always like a little supporter. She's always like reposting my Instagram and like social media yeah. stuff onto hers, like supporting me. So. I'm incredibly grateful for my family and also all of my incredibly supportive friends. I have a really great group of friends that I met back in September that just, they're the first friend group that I've ever had that fully support my pageants and they are so excited to watch me compete in five weeks because they haven't seen me compete yet. So I'm just so incredibly okay. grateful for my entire support system. Does your little sister compete in pageants? No, <laughs> she, when I first competed and when I was 10, she competed too. She was five and she has not given it a second thought since. It's funny that even within the same family, you can have <laughs> someone who's so drawn to pageants and then someone who's just <laughs> the complete opposite. But, uh, but I guess it happens. Um, okay. So let's get into these final 10 questions, random questions. Number one, okay. what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I have a favorite word. I. What's a word that you use way too much then? I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to ask my friends or family on that one. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm more of like a reserved type person so i kind of am the type of person that like collects all of my thoughts and like speaks when i like have, have something, something to say when i have something to say other than that i'm a really big listener i love listening just to kind of everyone around me and like responding when i have fully thought over everything because i know how much words can be impactful so i like to be very careful in what i say that's fair enough. Well, number two is the opposite. So what is your <laughs> least favorite word? 
Mm, my least favorite word. I think anything that has to do, that's not positive. I know that's not one word, but I am not a fan of unpositive words, specifically curse words. I, they're, they are completely vetoed from my entire vocabulary. Number three in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? I think my family and my friends, they all keep me held accountable. And every time they like text me to do something, I'm always the, always there to jump to do it with them. And what about what turns you off? I think people who are not upfront with you, like people who kind of say one thing to your face and do another or like kind of talk behind your back. Number five, what sound or noise do you love? Hmm. I love music overall. I'm like I mentioned, I'm a pretty big dancer. So you'll catch me just having full on dance parties in the living room in the mirror, uh, just walking down the hallway. Yeah, it's it's a running thing between me and my friends will be like in a grocery store or something. I'll just start dancing in the middle of the grocery store because I hear the music playing over the speakers. Uh, number six, what sound or noise do you hate? Snoring. I can't deal with snoring whatsoever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't think any, anyone likes that sound. But yeah, I mean, I was just no, going to ask, I, like, have you had much experience with having to put up with snoring? Yeah, my dad is a pretty big snorer. So like, I have to go and close his door, close my door. And we're on opposite sides of the house. And if I can still hear him, I will not be falling asleep anytime soon. Sounds like you need earplugs. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, have you ever heard of a white noise machine? I have. My mom actually has one. You might, you might need one. I mean, this morning my cat wouldn't shut up. So, and he was like going <laughs> off at 5 a.m. He wanted to be fed. So I just, and it was okay. that same. So that sound that really just annoys you. And I just turned on my white noise machine and I couldn't hear him and I went back to sleep. Sounds like you might need one of those. Um, Maybe. Number, number seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Ooh, teleportation. I'm a huge traveler. Both my parents work in aviation. Um, my mom was a flight, my mom's flight attendant, my dad's a private pilot. So I kind of grown up my entire life traveling and I love getting to experience new places. And if I could be there in like a drop of a hat without having to spend any money, cause I can just come home and not have to pay for hotels or anything, that would definitely be a huge like plus. So definitely teleportation. If both your parents work in aviation, do you get to fly a lot? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Where, um, how, how many, how many flights are we talking about? Because normally, most, I mean, especially after the pandemic, no one was able to go anywhere. So, are you like on a flight every other week, once a month, once a year? Oh my goodness! Um, at least once a month for sure. But I'm pretty sure I've wow. probably been on oh, like over like two or three hundred planes in my lifetime. Okay, so what? Give me some travel tips because I'm I, I love traveling, but getting through the mm -hmm. airport 
is not my favorite pastime, trying to get through customs and security and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So do you have any tips, any travel tips specifically getting on and off of planes? I always wear slip-on shoes so I don't have to deal with laces. Okay. That's a big one for me. I put, I make sure before going to the airport, all of my liquids are under the required ounce. Yep. And I always leave space in my suitcase because I, it's for some reason, it always seems like you're coming back with more, even if you didn't buy anything. That's cool. So I always, <laughs> well, even if I didn't buy anything, like it always seems like I come back with more. <laughs> how that, how that works, I have no clue. So I always leave a little space in my suitcase. And I mean, I might not be the best person to ask because I fly standby, so I don't have confirmed seats. So we always show up to the airport like oh, yeah. 40, 45 minutes before the plane takes off. So I might not be the best person to be taking a whole bunch of advice on traveling from. But you gotta be you gotta love being pretty spontaneous if you're taking the standby flights, because you never really know whether you're gonna get on or not. So I mean that's gotta be pretty yeah. I mean, for some people it'd be terrifying, but other people would find that really exciting. No, yeah, it's kind of a here, there, everywhere. My yeah. mom is like, she always says, at least if we get one step closer. So if we can't get that, um, the one leg where it's a straight flight all the way there, we might yeah. have to take three stops. But as long as it's one step closer to where we're supposed to be, it's a win in our books. Three stops is maybe maybe pushing it a lot um i i just need to ask specifically to american airlines and the subject of carry-ons you, mm-hmm. you know carry-ons are supposed to be a certain size at least that's what i think and yet when i get to america the carry-ons seem to be that they're, they're much bigger than i would like you know they say it should be this size and then people are walking on with things that are five times the size is there a particular pol? I mean, maybe your mom would know, but is there a particular policy with carry-ons? No, that's too big. You have to chuck, chuck it in, check it in. Because when I go, like, there's no space, and then there's massive, <laughs> massive cases. So what yeah. is going on with carry-ons? As far as I know, as if it's like a suitcase that you're putting in the overhead compartments, as long as it yeah. fits into those compartments, you're good. And for a personal item, it just has to fit underneath the seat in front of you. If it doesn't. That's where you start running into problems. Okay. All right. So, for example, you being a pageant contestant, if you had a crown and your crown was in a crown case, can that mm-hmm. be taken on as a personal item or does that need to be stored in the overhead? No, that can be your personal item. It can fit right under your seat. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, depending on the size of a crown, if it's like a huge one, huge. Like, yeah. you see, like if it's like a huge one, you see on like toddlers and tiaras. That <laughs> don't think that'll make it through. Yeah, where the crown is bigger than the person wearing it. Yeah, not not, not talking about probably that <laughs> that case, but yeah, I take your point. Um, all right, so that was question seven, talking about flying and superpowers and teleportation. Number eight, what job would you most like to attempt? To attempt, hmm. this might not be like a big job. But I kind of have like a dream of being a judge on a baking competition show. Oh, not so... you as well. <laughs> so this... I would love doing that. 
You know, I don't know what it's been like recently. You're like the third person to answer that question with that specificity. It's not oh a judge on a reality show. It's a judge. No. What, 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 there must be some show out there, and I don't watch much TV. There must be some baking show out there. Do you have one in mind? I mean, you can't be a judge um, on a baking show. There are no baking shows. So what? what's the baking there, show that's out there? Oh, I don't, there's so many here in the U.S. There's like the Great Baking oh. Show, Cupcake Wars, um, Dust cupcake Baking Wars. Competition. That's the one that I want to hear about. So Cupcake Wars, it's, this yeah. is just people baking, right? Because when I heard yeah. Cupcake Wars, my imagination went to people with cupcakes throwing them at each other. So it's just, <laughs> Is it that, or is it just baking? No, it's it's baking. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kind of disappointed no, but, with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love like judging things, and yeah. desserts are one of my weak points. So just okay. getting to there, sitting and judging desserts, okay, that'd be great. I mean, it'd also be kind of cool to be a judge at a pageant. I really want to do that too. But you wouldn't get to eat such tasty things if you were a judge at no. a pageant. No. See, that's why I said baking first. Okay. D just for future reference, if you happen to be a judge on a baking show, um, what are you partial to? Are we like chocolate, strawberry? Ooh. Like what, what, what flavors? I don't know if it's necessary flavors, but just cookies and cheesecake in general. So if there was like a cookie dough cheesecake, <laughs> automatic winner. No competition there. You've already got my vote. My vote. Cookie dough is such a funny one, isn't it? It's like I, I almost prefer the cookie dough over the actual baked cookie. And then, <laughs> so cheesecake though. Let's talk about cheesecakes because I love cheesecakes. It's like probably mm -hmm. my favorite cake. Um, what? How do you like your cheesecake? Because I like some like a New York cheesecake, the big mm. thick one. Sometimes it's chocolate. Sometimes no. What's your favorite style of cheesecake? I think right now my favorite is right caramel now. apple cheesecake. It, it wow. kind of rotates, but right now it's caramel apple cheesecake. How how often when you say rotates, it makes me think that every week there's a different flavor <laughs> that you're. How many different cheesecakes have you eaten? Um, a lot. Okay, when I <laughs> okay. say rotates, it's probably every couple of months it rotates. Um, but for the past couple. For the past like month, two months, it's been the caramel apple cheesecake. But if there's a cheesecake put in front of me, I'll eat it. You'll eat it. Yeah. Um, uh, are you getting these from a store nearby, or are you baking them? Is your mom like who's baking them? Like I, I can, I can only think like if you're rotating, even if it's rotating every two months, where, where's this continual supply of cheesecakes coming from? <laughs> Okay, so most of the time I get just one slice from like the cheesecake factory. Um, oh, okay, so it's right. not like a whole it's not like a whole cheesecake. That's that's way too much. I mean, but it's kind of <laughs> sad right now because I won't be having any cheesecake for the next five weeks. Um, okay. But it's my it's my treat for after I compete. For the, every time I've competed, my mom always gets me a cheesecake for after. The cheese, oh, I forgot about the Cheesecake Factory. I have been to the Cheesecake Factory when I was in America, um, but I didn't get to eat any cheesecake, disappointingly. I just had like a chicken <laughs> a chicken salad or something like that. Um, what, what, what flavor cheesecake are we having in five weeks? Have you given uh, any thought to this? Are you planning that far ahead? Uh, probably caramel apple. That's right now. But okay. maybe maybe I'll switch it up and try something else. 
uh i'm maybe red velvet that's another big favorite of mine so wow okay never seen a red velvet cheesecake this is something that i must try um okay let's move on to our next question so that was what job would you most like to attempt question nine what job would you definitely not like to attempt anything where like a desk job i don't think i could do that just sitting all day long doing the same thing every day i would get so bored <laughs> i'm someone who has to be doing something different every single day I think that's a typical answer for a dancer. You guys just can't sit still. You need to be moving. So the thought of sitting at a desk is just like terrible for all of you. I can understand that. Um, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome home. Just as simple as that. Just welcome. Nice. Well, Jasmine. That's about it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I've had uh, so much fun today. Well, and best of luck in five weeks. Um, I am going to insist that when you do eat that piece of cheesecake that you post it at least on your stories and tag me in it because I need to see <laughs> all these delicious cheesecakes that I've been missing out on. The very first thing I ever learned to bake was a cheesecake. Let's put it that way. So I am a cheesecake <laughs> fanatic. Um, but yeah, uh, I will keep you on the line for just a second whilst I hang up with the audience. Thanks to everyone for watching or listening, and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to the pageant sorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video. Hey.